Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's great to be chatting and connecting with all of you. Thank you for tuning us in and turning us on. Uh, and uh, let me just say hi to Mr. B. Mr. B. Hey, Pat. You're still you're still Mr. B until you go on vacation. Uh, yes, I hope to. Yeah. Then I might yeah. be called something else while I'm on vacation. Who knows? Then you're going to be, yeah, Mr. B on vacation. Right. When is that? That's like in about a week or so. Uh, yeah, a little under a week. Yep. Oh boy, firing it up. You you and Carter. So like our two producers, like boom, gone. Wow. Oh, you gotta recharge the old batteries there, Pat. You should know something about that oh. from time to time. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for what that. Are you waiting? Wait. You're the you're the waiting. owner. You can leave whenever you want. Yeah, let me <laughs> tell you about lady. what happens with the owner, right? <laughs> you're the boss lady. <laughs> yeah. That is just not the way that that goes all right, right now. All right, all right. right. But you know, here's what we're gonna do though. The question is, if you are working or if you are troubleshooting or if you are watching what's going on in the world or if you cannot unplug yourself to the news channels, then the question really is this. Are you able to find joy in a troubled world? Are you able to do that? Well, I'll tell you what. This has been a lifelong journey. And so finding joy in a troubled world with my very special, very special kicking it up co-host Lynn Horde is about that. Now, why why is it that Lynn is so passionate about this? Because she is someone that doesn't just talk about joy. She develops programs for joy in the workplace. She develops certified coaching facilitation. She works with entrepreneurs so that their businesses can build upon their strengths, their passions, their talents, regardless of what might be going on in the stock market, what might be going on in the environment. And so when we think about what she does, coaching, speaking, workshops, shops, we have to think about one thing about Lynn. She doesn't waver. It doesn't matter what's going on on the outside or what's happening in the workplace, the bottom line is on a daily basis, we see war, we see political division, we see people suffering Uh, in this country, um, in the United States. One of the things that brought me to my knees and tears was to see a one-year-old child not being held by a parent Never thought I'd see that in my life. But what is it about any of that that literally keeps us going from a place of joy? I don't know, but that's why Lynn's here. Lynn, it's great to have you. Welcome. Thanks, Pat. It is a pleasure to be back talking to you again. 
I have to tell you, I, I mean, I've seen a lot of different things in my life. You know, uh, many of our listeners know my mom committed suicide when when I was six. Um, I was homeless at 17. And yet I watched a clip or a soundbite from somebody sent me from a news thing that sent it through Facebook. And I literally just broke apart just because, you know, think about it. Here I am. I had very similar issues at a young age. But did I stop living my life? And that's today's question. How do we move beyond whatever it is going on in the outside world? So let's talk about that. What have you discovered about stepping forward and not wavering when it comes to finding joy? I mean, it is, you know, it's a big topic for us to talk about today. It is. Yeah, and I guess I've seen a lot of stuff going on in the world, obviously, as everybody has, and it really got me to thinking. I truly believe, as you say, that, you know, there is always a way to find joy even when things are going wrong. So I was like, you know, how do we how do we go about that? And it's always coming back to us individual as individuals. But you just said it then, like you said you saw a clip on the TV, I think you said, and it made your, you know, your heart break. And that's because you're seeing the humanity in somebody else. You're having compassion. You're feeling empathy for somebody else's situation. And honestly, that's the very first step. And it's just something that we don't necessarily know how to do. So many people, they're naturally empathetic. Other people, it's a skill that you can develop. But that's the that's the core thing. And I was really thinking about this um, the other day. I was There's a politician here named Ed Balls and he uh, recently has done a TV series and it's actually called Travels in Trumpland. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's gone over to America and he's traveled through, you know, all of the states that were predominantly voted for Trump. And he really and he went before he left and I was reading this in a newspaper article before he left, he was saying, like, I really didn't know what to expect. He was kind of really thinking that, you know, he would get a kind of stereotypical kind of person. Mm-hmm. And he said afterwards, he was like, you know what, actually, these are just people like me who want um, to look after their families, who yeah. want to spend good time with, you know, make money to support their families, you know, all of the things. And I was like, that's that's a beautiful thing because he's finding a way to connect. He's showing us that, you know, these people aren't separate from us. They're not a label. They're a human being. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's connecting with the humanity there. So it's like finding that, like what you did, it's finding that reason to really care about right. somebody else, you know? Well, and you know, part of this for many of us, and this really leads to, to my second question about this, is looking at what do I wake up in the morning and what do I care about, right? What, yeah. what do I wake up and care about? And, you know, there are a couple of things. Now, remember, I, I'm, I'm kind of a, a little bit older than you. So this isn't the first, first time for me that I'm watching things happen in government that are shocking. Mm-hmm. I just never thought, um, and it's not just government. I want to take that back. It's not government. I want to say humanity, um, humanity in this country and in other countries. But I never thought I'd see it repeat itself in my lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I never thought that, you know, the marches that were done in the 60s for equal rights, for women's rights, for, you know, saving lives, for gay rights, whatever they were, here we are doing it again. But the question really is, right, 
what does it take to really look at what empathy means, right? Mm. To put yourself in somebody else's shoe. And isn't that what your friend did? See, I don't, I, I think it's wonderful that you shared that because the question that comes to mind, take the people out of the equation. Take, you know, the president out of the equation. Take anybody else in politics out of the equation. What is it that we're looking at that really matters to you, right? Absolutely. You know, and it's, then that's why I, I guess I talk about it as, you know, find the human in the situation. Yeah. You know, whether it's at work, you know, it's a big thing for me in, in the workplace. I'm like, can we just treat people like this, <laughs> you know? Um, but it's also out there in the world. I mean, and I know it's hard. Like we're all trying to make our way in the world and we feel overburdened by the responsibilities and kind of challenges in front of us. But if we don't, if we don't choose to like really look beyond our own sphere, even if it's just a little bit, you know, and look to like, you know, what's happening in the world around me, but just bring it back to your own sphere. What's happening with my relatives? What's happening with my friends? You know, how can I um, find empathy for their situation? And, you know, that way we can grow it, you know, if that's something that's new to you or it's something you want to develop. Because that's really the core thing. I mean, we all, as humans, I kind of really feel like we all want the same thing. We want to be, you know, seen and heard and feel loved and and supported and valued. You know, they're core human needs and they underlie, it doesn't matter what your um, your race, you know, your your sex, your political mm-hmm. choices, you know, it doesn't, that's what you, what's what we all want. And we, ha- if we can connect with that in other humans, we can kind of see them for, you know, that, those desires. It makes such a difference, I find, in being able to, to find and connect to the human in front of you. You know, this morning, uh, Dr. Darvish is uh, somebody I talk about quite a bit. Um, She is our doctor here, a naturopath. Now she's also the director of Holistic uh, Medical Center. And she has been saving lives where uh, lives were being lost for everything from stage four cancer to tumors on the brain to uh, chronic Lyme disease when nobody was talking about it. And she sent over a quote. And I want to ask you about this because I think it really has to do with what you do every day of your life. And it's an anonymous quote. And it says, uh, the key to keeping your balance is knowing when you've lost it. And I'm really struck by that. You know, you and I play racket sports, right? Mm-hmm. We know. <laughs> we know when that racket sport, right? Yeah. When Right. What the key to keeping our balance is only when we've lost it or fall down or stumbled. Right. But this is true of life. It's also true of joy. It's also true of joy from my experience. I don't want to live that again. I don't want to go through not having joy to realize that I got to do something about it. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And that's such a great view what you think about it, too. Um, but that's the thing, like we can't kind of overstretch ourselves. We do need to go, okay, look at where you're at and how are you handling your business, you know, your life, your family, your interactions with people, you know, you right here and now, um, and kind of, you know, you work that out, make that kind of put that on an even keel. And then you have so much more capacity to be able to go out and really connect with other humans, to go out and actually find ways to care for people who can't necessarily care for themselves. So, 
that's kind of how I think about that quote. So what does that mean? I'm curious, what does that mean to you? Well, uh, what it means to me is, and we'll talk about this when we come back from break more, um, when I look back at my life, uh, there are things that I can implement every day of my life. And this is something you talk about, random acts of kindness, supporting a cause, you know, mm. getting in, getting up close and personal with myself and understanding, Pat, what do you really believe in today? What do you really believe in today? And, you know, the thing that I believe in coming from a generation where the very threats of a country like Russia were so real, right, growing up, and many folks don't, don't go back to the Bay of Pigs or don't re recognize what really is at risk. But then again, to see that not even barely 50% of folks in this country don't believe it's a serious enough matter to be investigated. You know, a country that isn't. And so for me, I look at these things and I say, well, Pat, you don't believe that. And then what are you going to do about it? When we come back, how do we do what we do? How do we find a reason to care? And then how do we do that and still, still want more joy. We're going to take a short break. When we come back. I can't wait to hear what Lynn says about that. We'll be right back. Lynn Hort is in the house finding joy in a troubled world. And by the way, we'll take your calls. 1-800-930-2819. We will be right back. Living Lighter Radio with Jason and Patricia. We have an ecosystem approach to your life. Tune in weekly every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio as we, Jason and Patricia, discuss what's truly holding you back. We offer you the tools you need to reach your goals and at the same time be living lighter. For more information about Living Lighter, visit www.livinglighter.org. Calling all moms, it's time to awaken your vibrant, intuitive, loving self in every area of your life. Join host Debbie Pokornik as she shares thoughts, stories, and tools to help you stand in your power. Listen to Vibrant Powerful Moms Helping Everyday Women Create Extraordinary Lives, Mondays at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern. For more information about Debbie, visit empoweringenergy.com. That's empowering with letters N-R-G.com. Golden Otter Divinations Radio, where the metaphysical meets the mainstream with Autumn Seibel. Tune in the first Friday every month at 9 a.m. Pacific as Autumn, educator, health coach, and medium, explores metaphysical and mainstream strategies on how to elevate your level of conscious living. Draw in the abundance that is yours by divine right. For more information about working with Autumn, visit goldenotter.us. That's golden like the precious metal and otter like the precious animal.us. Are you looking for the perfect setting for your next workshop or retreat? At Spirit Fire Meditative Retreat Center, cultivating consciousness is what we do best. Our guests count on us to create an atmosphere that supports serenity and well-being. We lead from the heart and create space for the mind. Freshly prepared meals designed with local and organic ingredients, 95 acres of beautiful woods and pastures, and a facility built with green in mind. This is what you'll find at Spirit Fire. For more information, visit spiritfireretreatcenter.com. 
practice living in wholeness with the body tune-up. Six classes for $89 designed for radical self-healing and self-regeneration. Heal the deepest root of any challenge. The mental body was programmed in negativity, not good enough, separate from source. You're too much, you'll never make it. The emotional body holds all the pain and trauma of emotional suppression, all the pain from this life and life's past. The spiritual body is the place you connect with your higher power, your higher self, with the image and likeness of the one. The physical body houses and expresses the other three bodies every day. Go to corneliastephanie.com. Evolve, become a practitioner. We need to heal, integrate, and bring into wholeness and harmony the physical body, addressing all the other bodies in order to live in our true, authentic nature. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Are you doing okay with finding joy in a troubled world? Um, Are you doing okay with helping your children, your grandchildren find joy, you know, when they are not really exempt from headlines, social media, any of the above? Where do you even begin? Well, you know, for me, it's important to bring into somebody that lives her life every day, helping people, organizations find joy, whether it's a troubled world, a troubled organization, a troubled family, whatever that is. You know, the question really is, one, do you believe you can find joy in a troubled world? And then two, how do you do it? Lynn, before we talk about whether or not we actually want more joy and why that's an important question, um, how can people find out more about you, your coaching program, as well as your show? They can head on over to my website where I've got all the information over there, and it is lynnhord.com. And they can also come and find me on Facebook. I've got a Facebook group called Gimme the Joy, where I kind of talk about all of these different things in there so they can come and join me over there too. Awesome. Okay, let's take a look at this. Let's take a look at this idea or this question rather. Um, why do you want more joy? And the, the other question I asked is, do you want more joy? And they're different questions. I like your question, why? Why do we want more joy, right? That's so interesting because we either want it because we got a taste of it and we want more, or maybe we want it because we don't have it and we want to get a little some of that on us, right? What, why do we want more joy? Yeah, <laughs> that is exactly where most people start, and I certainly did too. It's usually the question of, I would like more joy. I don't. I don't have enough of it, so let me go and figure out how to go about it. But when I'm in today, when I ask this question, it's actually even bigger than that because I had a bit of an epiphany uh, earlier this year, and someone asked me this question, and I really sat sat down and thought about it, and I was like, "Wow, you know, I really want more joy, and you know, and I pursue it on a daily basis, even when you know." times are tough, you know, even when my, my heart hurts or I'm sad about the world or whatever is going on, I still will get up and pursue my joy, you know, when I can. And, you know, I fundamentally believe it makes my life better. Absolutely. Um, it helps me enjoy my life more. You know, it makes me feel happier. But I also believe it makes the world a better place. 
Actually, I believe it makes any space better when you are, as an individual, pursuing joy. So it's that big, the big, the big vision. I mean, it could be for some people, you know, they believe that if you follow joy for yourself, it will, you know, improve your family's connection. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to, you've got to find a way to personalize it it's because, you know, we live in a troubled world. We see mm-hmm. the, the the media. You know, we get you know, gripe, um, grief from our bosses and our partners and, you know, there's so much going on in this in the world. So we have to really find, it's like, like a touchstone. We've got to find something to come back to and go, this is why I, I'm going to keep going with this. So that's kind of my view on that one. I want to ask you this too. Sometimes we don't wake up and we don't, we just don't shout out, I want more joy. I want <laughs> more joy. We know that the situation we're living in is not one we want to stay in. So mm. don't you think that sometimes we we wait till we get in a scenario where life doesn't feel very good? Or let's just take something very specific. Let's say our jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, we go into a job every day and we think to ourselves, I don't do this now, but I used to. And it's agonizing. You get up in the morning, you know, you probably have a gigantic commute to get in there. Then you get in there and you find a stack of papers that you didn't get to yesterday, a boss that keeps asking you the same questions, and you wonder if today's going to be the day you get that pink slip on your desk. Now, I, I don't think that I'm kind of making that up. You know, clearly, if you're new in the workplace, that's probably not going on. But that might be a scenario, right? Mm. Um, and we spend a lot of time at work. So what can we do? to really look at situations like that and make a change. Yeah, great example. And actually I talked about that on my last, on the last um, show for Give Me the Joys, like what can we do at work? Because the example that you described is very common out there. And there's lots of different things from, from top to bottom. So it's kind of first of all recognising that you, know, you have more control in your life and how you feel about things than you realise. So it's, you know, I mean, people often will say, well, maybe I just need to quit my job. And certainly, like, you know, looking for another job is great. But, you know, until that comes about, what do you do on a day-to-day basis? And, you know, if you're having troubles with your boss, it's coming back to that point we mentioned before or or colleagues. It's like trying to find the humanity in that person because they're kind of looking for the same thing that you are. Um, So that's kind of with people, but on a kind of really practical level, it's finding in your day-to-day, there's always the small things. It's always, you know, even when things are pear-shaped, there's always a small thing that can just keep the light going within you. So I call, I kind of talk about the spark of joy. So, you know, maybe that's a a friendship that you have at work. Maybe there's a particular task that you really love to do. So really kind of focus on that. Um, you know, I even talk about things like um, how can you make your workspace beautiful? You know, we we get we derive a lot of joy from beauty. So how can you make your desk, you know, your your screensaver, you know, your favorite coffee mug, pictures on your desk? You know, there it's always down to those small things if you feel like you don't have control of the bigger things. And then it is coming back to right. Well, where am I? How is this contributing to me moving forward? So I worked mm-hmm. with a. I worked with a lady um, last year. I was coaching in a in a business, and she was saying to me. So we started off the coaching session. She was a member of a team, and it was about like how can I help you find more happiness at work? And she said to me, Lynn, I just want to start off straight off the bat and let you know I hate my job. I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, right, great. That's you know, thank you for the honesty. Like 
great, so where can we go from there? And by the end of it, you know, I kind of got clear on her vision. So that's really important. Like where, where are we trying to move in life rather than feeling stuck in that space? Where, where do you want to get to so that we've got some motivation and drive to get somewhere different? And then how is what is in front of me contributing to that? So the woman recognized after we talked about it, she's like, look, I'm actually learning incredibly um, sound project management skills. And this woman really wanted to open her own online magazine and become the managing editor. And she's like, wow, you know what, if I didn't have these skills, it would be really difficult. So it's finding those connections for yourself as well in those in those times. You know, it, it makes sense. And the other part of it is to really start with, and I think this is what we're talking about when we come back, is really start to look at, you know, putting one foot in front of the other. Mm. Um, and what I mean by that is, I mean, if you are clearly troubled by a troubled world, I mean, taking it in, uh, glued, can't wait to get home to turn on that cable television news channel that you're going to just have playing on there, regardless of whether you're cooking dinner or whatever you're doing. If, if that's really what your life is about, you know, the question really is, you know, what do we do in our lives to start to take one step in front of the other? Maybe that's not you. Maybe there's something going on with your, your children, your child, your health. And, and, and let's talk about that for a minute. You know, maybe you're in a situation where you're dealing with the diagnosis. The question really is, what small step might you take? And when we come back, this is what Lynn's going to talk about. What if you were to choose to heal, not harm with your words? And I mean, not just your words to another, but how about your words to yourself? When we come back, choose to heal. Are you ready for that? Yeah, it really is a game changer. Lynn Hoard is in the house. We're going to take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. If you're one of the millions of Americans suffering from anxiety, you probably know how powerless and out of control this emotion can make you feel. This is why it is so important to remember that anxiety is created by your mind, which means that you can learn to use your mind to uncreate it. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. My award-winning book, The Fear and Anxiety Solution, provides you with a step-by-step breakthrough process to understand and resolve the root causes of your anxiety and build a solid foundation of confidence and inner peace. If you're ready to take your power back, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. That's thefearandanxietysolution.com or call 866-903-6463. That's 866-903-MIND. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests. 
as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet, welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. Are you searching? searching? Looking for a sign? A message you need to hear? From the great unknown? From the most mysterious place? That is the most familiar to your soul? In the depths of who you are? The universe puts someone here to talk to. Someone God gave a blessing to. That you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net 1-800-323-1790 Oh yeah, that's it. I love that. Sing that song. Uh, you know what, everybody? Um, I, I'll tell you that joy is is something that if you think about your life and joy is not a word that comes to mind, then you're probably going to want to reach out to Lynn Horde. Um, Lynn is someone that doesn't just have a fabulous radio show talking about it, but is a joy consultant. She's founder of Joy School and the Joy Work Programs. Um, she is a leader in the field of joy creation. And this is what she has said yes to, her passion and her purpose. Um, you can find out more about Lynn by going to her website, lynnhord.com. That's L-Y-N-N-H-O-R-D.com. Uh, also, you can go to Facebook at Lynn Hoard Joy uh, and much more. So for, for all of this and all of the above, what we're looking at here, and this is what I said before the break, the idea that we get to choose to heal, H-E-A-L, and not harm, this is a, I think this is one of the most significant things we can do, and yet I think it could be some of the most difficult actions we take. What do you think? 100%. It's this is something that I actually am hugely, like within the talking about joy, this is a really big piece about how to create joy for ourselves because the words that we use, whether they're towards ourselves, you know, the, the, the mental talk that we go on throughout our brain like all day long to the words that we use to loved ones or friends or colleagues, we have the ability to use those words to create um, you know, have loving communication or to harm people. You know, and I I know lots of people who've grown up where, you know, life at home was not about loving communication. So it's not necessarily something that we learn. It's not, again, not something at school that's taught. We're not taught how to, because, you know, there are certain ways you can learn skills, but it's incredible that, like you said, this is a huge game changer when you can learn how to, communicate with people in a way that doesn't make a situation worse and can in fact bring love into it and make it better. It's a huge, I wish they taught this in schools, to be honest. Yeah. And, and the thing I want to ask you about is, 
you know, sometimes it really takes us to get to a point of pain before we even believe that we want something other than the pain we're in. And I think that that could be a starting point for a lot of people. And the thing that I wanted to talk with you about and perhaps give some examples is the role that uh, choosing to heal plays and where do we start? You know, what are some of the things that we do that literally stomps out our joy and what do we need to do to change it? Yeah, great. So let's talk about, we'll talk about individuals first. So like for within ourselves, we can be so harmful. You know, if if you want to be more joyful, if you want to live more joyfully, it does involve building your, your self-love. It, it's about being kind to yourself. And one of the greatest things that I often work with with people is helping them r- change the channel in their brain from, you know, telling themselves, I haven't done well enough, you know, I'm, I'm not being a good parent, you know, I'm crap at my job. You know, we we are our own worst enemy, and what can happen is with that criticism and that 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 judgment that we place upon ourselves, I literally call it weed killer. So if you've got sprouts of joy in your heart or in your mind, and you criticise yourself or you judge your efforts as as wanting, then it kind of makes it makes it die off because we don't find ourselves worthy. So it's a huge piece in healing our own ability to feel joy, accept joy, and know we are worthy of joy. And a place to start is speaking to yourself in your mind and, and about how you are in the world and who you are with love and mm-hmm. kindness. You know, I kind of uh, the best thing I kind of say to people is, you know, if your best friend Welcome. who loves you dearly were going to say something to you about this situation, what would they say? Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is wonderful. Of uh, That is awesome to really do. Because you're right. I think we are very, very critical of ourselves at many, many levels. Uh, and of course, of others. Um, what do you think about the idea of fake it till you make it? Have you ever heard that? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> just open your lips and say something kind, even if you don't believe it. Ah, that's that's an excellent question. Yeah. Yes. Welcome so, oh, that's Cafe. a that's a there's a couple of different thoughts on that one. Oh boy. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, look, my my mum always said, if you don't have anything good to say, then don't say anything at all. Um, and I do. I, so, and that's out, you know, outwardly to the world. Um, and I completely agree that that's true. I think that we kind of say we kind of you know when we're, when we're feeling hurt or we're feeling uh angry or sad you know we can sometimes just allow ourselves to say things and they cause more harm to a situation so that's kind of that that little scenario but there in terms of faking it till you're making it so is that because like often we are we taught to use affirmations as a as a starting point and it's a great idea in terms of getting your 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 mind around the concepts but it only works until we need to start dealing with the emotion underneath it. So that's kind of why I'm kind of 50-50 on this. It's a great place to start. But what happens is people often will try to fake it till you make it and then it doesn't actually work for them. And I've seen this happen a lot, especially when it comes to trying to be kind to yourself. Um, so we also need to understand the emotion and work with that as well as the thoughts, which is the being kind and not critical in your mind. So that's kind of where I stand on that one. 
Well, and, and this all really ties into our absolute willingness to want to change, right? I mean, the idea of cultivating and choosing loving kindness uh, in beginning with words is one thing. But I think one of the things you talk about is choosing words of loving kindness in all situations and then understand there is such a thing as nonviolent communication. I would like for you to talk about nonviolent communication and what it means. And it, it, it's a phrase that we hear quite a bit, um, uh, especially when talking about you know, the streets and schools, but very few people really know what that means. Yeah, great, uh, great place to go to actually. So for me, nonviolent communication is expressing how you feel and what your needs are in a way that takes full responsibility and does not uh, project blame or shame onto somebody else. So we're, we're kind of being an adult and asking for what we need but not causing somebody else to feel bad in that process, which is what we can often do when we're trying to get what we need but we don't necessarily know how to. So, and this, the guy who started nonviolent communication, his name was Marshall Rosenberg. There's a great skit that he actually does on YouTube, and I think he uses puppets to kind of help see what nonviolent communication is. And I think the place that he always starts is really you've got to try and listen, really open your ears and listen to what is happening or where the other person is coming from. So that's the first of all, is understanding where somebody else is coming from. Now, I know a lot of people have resistance to this because they mistake listening to somebody's point of view as accepting that that's the way it is or that's, a, that's the truth or that you agree, but it's, it doesn't mean that. All it means is you're trying to really hear what that person has to say so you can find a way to resolve you know, conflict or, or find a compromise in there somewhere. You know, so it's like I had a situation recently where a, a friend of I, a friend and I, we kind of we had a little bit of a, a misunderstanding and, and and some, and I ended up feeling hurt myself, and I mm. had to choose in that moment because I because it was the kind like I totally understand the impulse and we're hurt we want to lash out and the way we know that to do that is with our words, you know, but in that moment we have to make a choice because I know if I lash out with my words I will make the situation worse. So I fundamentally know that I that's how and that is how I choose loving kindness in all situations because if I don't if I'm not sure I'm going to say something that's loving kind I just I just don't say anything I'll be like look um, I have to go away and 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 process this or I have to go away and think about it so that I can come back and talk to you about it in a calm way so it's understanding our limits and understanding that sometimes you have to remove yourself from this situation so that you can think through like what do I want to say here that talks about my hurt so you know with that example you know I went back to my friend and I said look you know what you said and did there that really hurt me mm -hmm. um, and I said that because and I said look if I don't share that with you we will you know it'll fester and she's like great yeah. you know, we have a very open conversation and so I'm not I'm not over it yet and she knows that but we're working towards that and so we're just gradually kind of you know communicating about the situation so that we can find the resolution so it doesn't necessarily happen immediately it takes time for me to process and know that I was having a yeah there were other things going on for me that made me react in that way but she was also open to hearing what I had to say and I also you know have given her an opportunity to talk as well so it's it's a whole process the loving communication in the end of it 
it's really recognizing. I was like, I want this woman in my life. You know, I love her and I want to operate in a way that, you know, grows that love, not harms it. So that's why, you know, I kind of think about this as, you know, you can use your words to heal mm-hmm. rather than kind of, you know, cut people down or cause yeah. them because you feel hurt yourself. Yeah. And, you know, it's as simple as hitting the pause button, you know, like hit the pause button. Mm. Let's just hit the pause button for one moment. When we come back, we're going to talk about something that we very rarely think to do, very rarely think to do. And yet it's absolutely transformative. What do you ha- what do you need to know about yourself, about your life and about your possibilities? And what one thing might you do to change the moment that you're in? We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Lynn Hort. Love Living Radio Ignite Your Whole Being with Emily Perkins is a show for those looking to explore the sparkling magnificence of their inner selves. Tune in every second and fourth Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific as Emily sheds a radiant light of love on the beauty and power that resides within you. Discussing love in all its forms through conversations that provoke awareness, curiosity, and expansion, Emily shares the unlimited power of love. For more information or to listen to this show, visit lovelivingholistics.com. To find answers to life's questions, you need to look within yourself. Dr. Glenna Rice brings your questionable conversations on Transformation Talk Radio each month. Tune in each month for insight into how you can live up to your full potential. Dr. Glenna is a physical therapist, certified access consciousness, and access body class facilitator. How does it get any better than this? For more information on Dr. Glenna Rice and her work, visit GlennaRice.com. Learn how to be you in today's world on New Soul Radio. Follow host Ruby Betty each month on Transformation Talk Radio as she introduces new rules for new souls in these new times. As a powerful spiritual thought leader, modern mystic, and clairsentient, Ruby Betty is propelled toward a single goal, to awaken human beings to their fullest potential. For more information on Ruby and her work, visit rubybetty.co. A space of allowing radio with Coach Nancy Coco, welcoming all that wants to be present today. Tune in Thursdays every first and third week at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com as Coach Nancy helps you find a space of allowing. Join Coach Nancy to explore what lives at your edges and to bring more of yourself home. For more information, visit NancyCocoCoaching.com. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our wheelhouse to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. 
This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Hey, everybody. Super, super welcome. Great to have all of you. Yep. Tune us in and turn us on. Um, Lynn, let's just take a moment. Please tell folks how they can work with you, what some of the things are that you do to help them. And then we're going to talk about this real, um, this one thing that people can do which would change their lives immediately. Uh, Some of the ways that they can uh, work with me is I do one-to-one coaching, whether that's you want to improve your relationships, you know, work in your career or, um, you know, your inner self, you know, increase your well-being. I do one-to-one coaching. I've got programs uh, called Joy School. I've got a Joy at Work program. If you want to take that into the workplace and really help people understand how to find more joy and be more productive as a result, and they can find out more about all of those things at my website, lynnhord.com. So L-Y-N-N-H-O-R-D.com. Beautiful. Okay. So this is what this is when I saw this getting ready for today, I thought, yeah, this is really it. This is it. And it's the action to seek out wonderment. I love that word. I'm so glad you put that in there. <laughs> to seek out wonderment. Not to seek out, you know, like a moment of this or a moment of that or turn the TV off. The idea of wonderment is so amazing. I'm just curious on what that means to you and what you would want to share to our folks today. I absolutely love this word as well. Like when I wrote that, you know, preparing for the show, it just makes me smile because the idea itself elicits an emotion in me, like the word wonderment. It is, uh, it, it, for me, it's like, it's like magic. It is the, that childlike sense of wonder that there is, the world is a um, magical place, you know, a place where good things happen, where there is beauty, where, there, you know, a place I can feel alive. Like that word all by itself encompasses so much. And it's a lost, it's almost, it's a lost sense that we have. And one of the reasons I think that is is um, because we don't really we kind of grow out of the childlike wonder. You know, we're mm-hmm. we're taught that that looking at the world in that way is foolish and it won't get you anywhere, and you know it has no place in in the real world. And that's such a shame because we lose the portal, we lose that connection to the place inside of us that can help grow joy through seeing the the beauty, the magic, and the wonder that's out there. Yeah, wonderment is a wonderful, wonderful word. You know, how many times have you heard uh, folks say, you know, I just looked into my infant's eyes, and I had just a moment where I got all teary-eyed. And the thing that I relate to the word wonderment is a profound degree of inner sense of gratitude that is indescribable and you know it's like people don't really look at wonderment and gratitude together Mm. but for me it's the idea of experiencing those things that wonderment and going through a range of emotions so for example 
my first trip out on Vision Quest in the desert. As hard as that was, you know, there was a tipping point, a change. And everything became moments of wonderment. Everything from the lizard that wouldn't get off the piece of wood that was in the middle of my wisdom circle that I couldn't leave. Everything from that to simply understanding sunrise is so precious. But they don't have to be quite that profound, do they? No, they really don't. And that's, and I'm sure people who might be listening to this and are like, yeah, that's a great idea or a great concept. But, you know, I've got to change my kids' diapers. I'm tired. You know, I, my work sucks. You know, how do I find wonderment in that, which is what we're talking about today? So we do have those profound things, but it can, you can find wonderment in the small things. And that is the place to begin if you're really struggling to find, you know, that feeling and connect to that feeling of wonderment, you know, simple as like flowers do it for me. Fla I can look at a bunch of peonies, which is my favourite flower, and I can just stand there and I can feel the beginning of that wonder in within myself. You know, nature does it a lot for me as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so there are so many, and it's finding those, those things for yourself, you know, because they're not expensive, they're not difficult. You just need to bring them more into your world, find ways to connect. Maybe it's having a giggle with your kids, you know, finding the time to, you know, have tickle fights. You know, there are so many ways. It's finding the right one for you. And I think the thing I love about the way you approach this and talk about it, Lynn, is immediately, immediately, when I think about find something, wonderment, my brain stops, right? And what I mean by my brain stopping is now I'm thinking about the word wonderment. I'm not thinking about the boss. I'm not thinking about uh, the uh, cr network crash that happened. I'm not thinking about uh, the customer service person that we talked to at GoDaddy that was just like not very nice to us, right? I'm not thinking about any of that. What I'm thinking about is wonderment. And I don't even know what wonderment means, but now I'm on wonderment. I haven't yet defined it. How do you help folks go from the idea of wonderment to actually, actually getting there? I love to think about it as, I encourage them to think about it as an experiment. And my, one of my favorite tools for that is curiosity. So it's like, okay, even if you're um, kind of disillusioned or disappointed in life, you know, and you're, you're struggling, just kind of sit at your desk or in your chair and really use your imagination or use your experience, like your past experiences. You can either connect to when you've, when you've had wonder before you know, and it could be things like playing sport. Like you and I talk about, you know, our love of sport and, and playing games a lot. You know, it could be the time that you spent with someone. So it's, I find the small things. So is it for me, like I said, flowers? Is it for you something from your childhood? Um, and then I would encourage you to take it a step further and see if you can engage with that again. So, you know, when I was young, I played um, marbles and pickup sticks and yeah, I did coloring too. in and, and skipping rope and, you know, all of those things. Um, and I did origami a lot when I was young and I loved it. And so, you know what? I do a bit of origami again now because it reconnects me with that, that yeah. space. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's 
trying to and I know people like I mean one of the things people often say to me is like Lynn I can't even come up with the list and I say just look if find three things even if you're not sure those three things will work try the three things if they don't let's then expand our horizon to try another three things it's like allowing your brain and it's not giving yourself a hard time if you if you start either and it doesn't immediately come to you because some people are so out of practice and so out of the experience of joy like it, it takes some time to kind of find your way back and that's perfectly normal and okay so just start with like the tiny small things you know look around your house look around your environment remember a time you went on holiday just find something to connect with and it's like you kind of expand it. get curious about how can I bring this more into my life. I agree. Lynn Hoard, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything, Lynn. Uh, really quickly, last, last words, personal message. What are you going to leave everybody with? Find a way to believe in magic again. So that this is what the core essence of wonderment is. Like it is available to you. It is within you. Please, please do whatever you can to reconnect with it because it will transform your life. Wonderment, people, wonderment. Yes, that's the word for today, everybody. We're yeah. going to take a short break. Wonderment, Benny. We're going to take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Seating audio was via a Skype call.